For because he himself suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Being tempted. Yes, being tempted. You're in a store. Money is tight. Credit card bills are not being paid off in their entirety. You have what you need in the shopping cart. You're headed toward the checkout, but then you see a couple more items. The temptation to spend even more is right there. Or you're walking along the street. A woman passes by with a top that is way too revealing. The temptation is not just to look, but lust is knocking at the heart. It's been a long day at work or school. You head home, you just want to relax, but the kids are way too noisy and they just seem to be testing you. And the anger, the loss of patience is right beneath the surface. The opportunity comes to witness about Jesus. Someone has asked you about your faith, but the temptation to keep silent is so strong because you're afraid. You're afraid that you don't know what to say or what somebody will think. Work is boring. Lots needs to be done. And the computer games are so tempting. Or homework needs to be done, and Facebook, and texting. Oh, the temptation is right there to fall even further behind in the studies. You go to the doctor. You think it's just a couple headaches that the next thing you know, the diagnosis says there's a tumor pressing against your brain. And the temptation to despair is right there. You stand in front of a casket, tears in your eyes, on your face. You feel alone. The grief hurts so bad. And there's the temptation to doubt God's promise. Being tempted. We know what it means to be tempted. Every day, many times each day. But we need to go back to the beginning of that sentence. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Hebrews 2 right here is not so much about our temptations, it's about Jesus who helps us in our temptations. And how does he help us? What does he do? Oh, it's wrapped up in that word, phrase, flesh and blood. He became one of us. He took on flesh and blood just like we have. He became like us in every way, fully human. And he experienced every temptation that we do. Think about that. 
He has flesh and blood. He has eyes to see what can be so tempting. He has a, a stomach that gets hungry. He can be tired at the end of a long day. He has glands and hormones just as we do. He knows what it is to have your patience tested. He's been rejected. He's been hated. He's been tempted to give up his work, to turn his back on his heavenly Father. Oh, Jesus has been tempted in every way that we have, with one exception. He does not sin. He does not give in. He does not give out to the anger, to the lust, to the pride, to the envy, to the greed, to the doubts and the despair. He knows exactly what's needed to stand in the face of any and all temptations because he is stronger than any and all temptations. And the help he gives is not some sort of sympathetic nod of the head that's helpless to do anything. It's not one of those little pats on the back that says, oh, I know, I know. No, he actually knows the help we need and gives it. A couple weeks ago, I was talking with a pastor he lost his wife quite a few years ago when she was in her 30s to cancer. Right now, he's working with a young man in the congregation who is in his 30s and has a very aggressive form of cancer. The young man is asking questions about why would something like this happen at such a young age? Was there something he should have done differently in his lifestyle to prevent this? What a, where is God's love or his concern? Those are the questions that are being asked. Now, can somebody who hasn't gone through or had a, a loved one go through cancer and these same questions help this young man? Sure, sure we can. But there is something about this pastor that has that added credibility because he's already wrestled with those questions of why so young or could I have done something differently or the wondering about God's love and care and he's able to anticipate and articulate in a way that just seems to bring the kind of help that's needed to this young man because he's already experienced the questions and the temptations himself. Jesus is fully human, flesh and blood, and has experienced any and all temptations, and he is offering to help those who are being tempted. Now, what exactly that help's going to be in your temptation or your temptation, the specific one you're going through at a particular day, I can't go through all of that in a chapel message. But he has flesh and blood, and he is stronger than any temptation.
when we are facing temptations, he will help. Because he was just like us in flesh and blood. Of course, we're not just like Jesus in being able to say no to every temptation. We are with sin. We have failed. We have given in to the, to the lust or the greed or the anger or the pride or the envy, the fear, the doubts and the despair. We've given in. And Jesus has already helped us. Not just in the face of temptation, but also in the failure of our temptations. How? Flesh and blood. Look on the cross. Flesh and blood. He's bleeding, he's beaten, and he's dying taking the punishment we deserve for all our failures and temptation. The help we need, Hebrew says it with the word propitiation. Oh, that's simply Jesus disposing of that sin for us. It's Jesus taking care of God's anger over our failures for us. It's Jesus bringing forgiveness for us. He helps us in our failures with temptation. But it doesn't stop there either. In the face of temptation, in the failures, but also with the future of temptation. When he rises from the dead on Easter morning, how does he rise? Flesh and blood. There's Thomas. He's doubting his faith, perhaps gone. And he has the incredible opportunity to actually touch the side where the spear was, the hands where the nails were, flesh and blood. And Thomas believes. The disciples, they're afraid when they see Jesus that first time. They think he's a ghost, a specter. And how does Jesus calm their fears? He eats a piece of fish. With them. When he rises from the dead in flesh and blood, it is a glorified body. And what the disciples see and what we receive is the very help we need when it comes to the future of temptation. Because he has risen from the dead, we too will rise from the dead on that last day, on that final day, flesh and blood with bodies glorified, and temptation will be no more. No more lust, no more greed, no more anger, no more fears, no more doubts, no more despair. We will be like Jesus, and there will be no more sin and failures. When being tempted, Jesus is able to help us in the face of temptation, in the failures, and in the future. A couple weeks ago, my granddaughter, who's two and a half, was over at our house. And I was holding her in my arms. 
And like any two-and-a-half-year-old, she is just a-chattering away. Well, my wife Sue was in the room as well and was trying to tell me something, so I was looking at my wife when all of a sudden I felt two little hands on my cheeks. And they went, Papa, look at me. I'd like you to do something with me right now. I'd like you to just look off to one side or the other. Either one of the sides, just look off. And take your hands and very gently turn them to the cross where Jesus is. And listen when Jesus says, look at me. When you are being tempted, I can help. When you have failed in your temptations, I can help. For the future of temptations, I will help. Look at me, says Jesus.